Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly one last time here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your week. Uh, hope the week was enjoyable. Whatever you wanted out of the week, whatever you want out of the weekend, I'm hoping that you find it. Uh, we have four hours of talk for you. Lots to get to, lots to get into. And hope you will join us at 803-0930, star 930. Also, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930. Very sad news last night um, that we got that uh, Rick Jenneret, RJ, passed away at the age of 81. Now, I played the Fat Boy Slim song, Praise You. If you remember, in 1999, there is a version that Kiss 98.5 played uh, with RJ Calls in the middle of it. I've been looking all over, can't find it. So if anyone listening to my voice knows where that might be, let me know. However you possibly can let me know where the Stanley Cup run 99 version version of Praise You with the RJ cuts. Hopefully we can find that and play it before 6 o'clock. But sad news. And, you know, it hit me a lot harder than I thought it would hit me. So last night, my wife and I were watching uh, the Amazing Mets. For some reason, the Mets-Cardinals was a national game on Fox. 
And we were watching that, Mets won, and I you know, go on Twitter, as I do periodically throughout the day to find stuff to talk about, and I saw you know, someone tweet that RJ had passed away, and you know, it was like one of the first tweets out there. And, it just, and then Paul Hamilton said he confirmed it, and uh, it's really sad. Uh, you know, uh, Brian was talking about it this morning, David talked about it. Rick Jitterett, I mean, for generations of Sabres fans, I mean, from the beginning of the team, Rich and Wright has been the voice associated with the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, I was writing my um, my topic points to uh, Tim Winger today, and I said, the thing about RJ is he could make a meaningless Sabres game exciting. And I know we can point to the last 10 years of meaningless Sabre games, but I think back to the early 2000s and the rough year after um, the Kasparitis overtime goal or the bankruptcy year before the lockout. Those are some difficult seasons for Buffalo Sabres fans. And when I was a kid, I was a diehard Sabres fan. You know, my, my parents would let me on game days take my dinner down to the basement so I could watch the Sabres on, uh, on the RCA. And Rick Jenneret made those games. I mean, fortunately, the Sabres weren't that good um, in 02, 03, 03, 04, before the lockout. So they weren't on national TV a lot, which is great because, you know, you'd be able to have RJ right there on TV. If the, if the Sabres were on ESPN2 Wednesday night hockey, uh, you, could put the, you could put him on the radio. Uh, and just his calls, I think back to a game where the Sabres were down to the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, a meaningless game uh, in the early 2000s. And Miro Chetan uh, scored to tie it up. And Jenneret sounded the exact same on that call is he did on Jason Pominville shorthanded in overtime against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I mean, his calls were absolutely legendary. And I know Brian said this morning that, you know, that's what everyone says about their uh, play-by-play person. But, you know, it's not 1980. You know, it's 2023. Most of us have some kind of package on our cable where we can watch other markets play-by-play person or at least listen to the calls. Nothing comes close. Nothing comes anywhere close to how RJ was. And you know how you know that? When news got out that he passed away, TSN, Sportsnet, ESPN, The Athletic, nationally he was getting recognized and nationally it was going out that he had passed away. And obviously he lives on in the calls that he made. He lives on in the bubble hockey games from the 90s that have his voice on it. Last night after we got the news, my wife and I spent over an hour watching RJ clips on YouTube and bringing back just some great memories. I mean, if you think whatever your Sabres memory is, his voice is associated with it. It could be an absolute bullet from Stu Barnes. It could be Pat La 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 Fontaine. It could be Joe Bear Perot. It could be one of the two Stanley Cup finals they played in. But his voice is associated with that play. You know, we were going through one of the uh, video montages last night, and it was right after the October storm. Uh, we were still, I think, in cleanup mode when the Sabres are playing the Flyers. And Robert Esch had just an awful game. And Rick Jenneret's going, Robert Esch has lost his cool, he slipped his lid. Very little people talk about that call. That's one of my favorite RJ calls of all time. I mean, Robert Esch had, you know, 
an awful game, and he was clearly losing his cool. And RJ just had a way to uh, to call that out, and it, w- it was great. It was great, you know. Um, obviously, the ninety nine run. RJ's voice is on that when uh, Jason Woolley scored in overtime to give the Sabers their first Stanley Cup game victory since the seventies in Dallas. Uh, there's the play where Marty Baron, for some reason, decided he wanted to play a puck in the corner in Philadelphia. And then he makes a miraculous save, diving in front of the in front of the puck. But all of those plays have RJ's voice on it. The eight nothing game in two thousand one against the Flyers in the playoffs. Yes, it was on ABC, but if you watch any of those plays now, RJ's voice is on it. The radio broadcast is on it. Again, he definitely. I mean, he was Sabres hockey. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are Sabre fans. And a lot of that was added because of RJ. Again, you watch a lot of meaningless hockey if you know the person calling it's going to make it exciting. You could listen to a hot... And RJ, even when they put his broadcast on TV, you could listen to the game on the radio and still know exactly what's going on. And it's sad that that he will never get that call of Game 7, the Sabres winning a a Stanley Cup. I always imagine the Sabres winning the Stanley Cup in overtime of Game 7. Don't ask me why. But that's how how uh, I always imagine it. But, you know, and and Brian said, Brian took a lot away from what I wanted to say. But he was right when he said, you know, after a game, if you're at the arena after the game, you would go to the post-game show because you wanted to hear how RJ called this play and that play. You wanted to hear RJ's call. And that's long before you could just go online and find the call, right? You listen to the radio and hope that you didn't miss um, them going uh, goal by goal and hearing RJ's, uh, RJ's call. Also, the way he was able to build up a play. And I just always think uh, anytime the Sabres are on, on, a, on a power play, you know, and, and the way if they're cycling the puck around and you could just tell if you were listening on the radio, which, yes, There would be times where Joe Beamer would be at a school dance, a school event, and have the Sabres on in his ear. Uh, And you could, someone said he painted a picture on the radio, and he did. You could definitely tell it was getting close, right? Kodalik to Roy. Back to Kodalik. You know, you could just tell it was building up. You could definitely see what was happening. And then Kodalik would just blast a shot from the blue line. And, uh, and score on the power play. I want to know from you. 803-0930, star 930. I thought we'd start off with this. Uh, like I said, a lot to get into. But what RJ gave Western New York, let's give it back. What are you going to remember the most of Rick Jenneret? Did he enhance your fandom of the Buffalo Sabres? Maybe some of our friends in Southern Ontario who are Leaf fans. Tell us what you think of RJ. Because I'm going to assume you still appreciate how he called the game, what he did for the game. You know, it's sad. I was thinking about this this morning. It is sad we are losing some of the legends of the Buffalo Sabres. We've lost two of the three members of the uh, French Connection. We lost Joe Crozier uh, last year, who I was lucky enough to know. Great guy, great family. We're losing a lot of these legends 
of the Buffalo Sabres, and we lost RJ last night. So tell me your thoughts. Rick Jenneret, what did he mean to the Sabres? What did he mean to you? Did you watch him when they absolutely stunk because you wanted to hear RJ's call? Because I'll tell you right now, I think, you know, Rick Jenneret defines, I mean, that's a voice that defines my childhood. Is my boss mixed up, Josh? This is one of my all-time, I think of being a kid in front of the RCA in the basement and just hearing calls like this. Here's Sackick losing it to Dumont, up to center, a breakaway! Here comes Barnes! Clean cut breakaway, she scores! Stu Barnes! Oh, and mackerel! Stu Barnes with a clean cut breakaway! And Buffalo wins it in overtime! And what would we be doing the next day in school? As kids, we all be going Stu Barnes. Everyone wanted a Stu Barnes call, uh, uh, jersey because Rick Jenneret made Stu Barnes the player that, you know, as a kid, you don't know everyone on the team, right? I mean, I did, but some, most kids don't know everyone on the team, but they knew Stu Barnes because of calls like that. You know, uh, it, it's funny. One of my, my uh, former JV lacrosse coach um, works here now, um, Coach Chadwick, uh, works here at Odyssey. And, you know, I, 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 I told the story on air. I went and said, I don't know if you remember me. And the first thing he said was, yeah, you, you uh, used to do RJ calls on the bus on the way home from away games. So, and, and I, I did. They weren't, they weren't good. I thought they were good at the time. But, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not doing, I'm not going to do one now. Uh, but he really, I mean, he made players popular, especially with the younger audience. I'd say with everyone. And again, I just remember Stu Barnes scores in a, in a game the night before. You're going to hear kids walking around Smallwood or Amherst Middle School where I was walking around going, Stu Barnes. Now, Josh, uh, you weren't around for the glory years uh, of the Buffalo Sabres, but you are a diehard hockey fan. When you hear Rick Jenneret, I mean, it's just no one calls a game like Rick Jenneret. And I know you could talk to a Pittsburgh fan, a Boston fan. They say, well, our guy, it's just not this. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I love the Mets. I love the New York Mets. I think the Mets broadcast crew is the best broadcast crew in Major League Baseball. They don't even come close to comparing. And Gary, Gary Cohen does a great job calling the games. Don't get me wrong. Great job. He, he puts a lot of enthusiasm. It comes nowhere. It's not even in, to, to play on the baseball term, not even in the same ballpark as Rick Jenneret. And it is difficult to compare sports. I understand that. But it's not even close. Rick Jenneret was in a league of his own. And I think not only are we saying that in Buffalo, I think you could find people in other hockey markets who are fans of other teams saying the exact same thing. No, I mean, you said it before. There's a reason why there's all these different broadcasting networks and, and teams and leagues. Like, everyone is showing their their you know support and love for Rick Jenneret. And I think it's extremely well-deserved. Um, he was the whole reason I got into this business. I wanted to go into radio because I heard Rick Jenneret on the radio. And I mean, just, it was a devastating thing to hear last night. I mean, you know, you think about it, like we know it's going to happen. Like it's inevitable thing in life, not to get dark or sad here, but you just never, you're never prepared for it. And it's something that, you know, obviously like I didn't know him, but I, if you feel like you know him. Oh you yeah, know? like it's it's one of those personal connections that without actually hanging around someone, you feel like you have with that person. Not only do you feel like you know him. A few years ago, he called in to do a hit with Brian and Susan, and 
I have, you know, I mean, he's been an idol of mine, just like you, Josh. I, I got into this business there, and there were a few people who influenced me. Uh, completely different types of programming, but Rick Jenneret was definitely one of those. Like I said, I used to imitate calls at the in the cafeteria. Can, how was I not cool? Um, but, you know, <laughs> I used to scream, uh, uh, imitate Rick Jenneret calls in the cafeteria, and I couldn't get a date. What the heck, Josh, right? Um, but you're right. I, I, I mean, he really had... And you felt like you knew him. And when he called in a few years ago to Susan and Brian, I, I felt like I was talking to someone I, I had known my entire life. And I had to catch myself and say, you know, I just want you to know you, you've been an idol for me. You are you know, one of the best, if not the best to do it. And it's just a pleasure to be able to say hello to you. You know, and you could tell, like, he really appreciated that. He was no one who met him would say anything but kind things about him. I mean, he was always willing to take a picture. And you know how I know that? Go on social media. Seems like everyone has a picture with Rick Jenneret. Like, you know, he, he, he wasn't, he wouldn't turn people away. He was just an overall great guy. And I think that adds to the legendary status that he has, not only in Western New York. I think that's uh, nationwide. I mean, I'll go back to baseball for a second. I don't like the Dodgers, right? I'm not a Dodgers fan. Vince Scully was one of the best baseball commentators. You don't have to be a fan of the team to say that. He also worked for NBC during the World Series. I mean, he, he, he was one of the best to do baseball. Rich Jenneret was one of the best, if not the best, to do hockey. And like David said, I mean, they he was so good, they tried to get him on the, on the EA Sports NHL games. You know, they did put him. I remember in 2004, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I played a bubble hockey game. Now, I always thought the bubble hockey with Rich Jenneret were just Buffalo-specific. Phoenix, Arizona, by the Grand Canyon. Well, that's not by the Grand Canyon. Phoenix, Arizona, I go put a quarter in, play bubble hockey, and it's Rich Jenneret. I mean, that is... He was appreciated, and he was the GOAT, no matter if you're a Sabres fan, if you're one of the three Coyote fans, or any team in this nation. People looked to him for his call, and like I said, you could be a Leafs fan, but you didn't mind listening to Rick Jenneret, as long as they weren't, you know, beating the Leafs. You didn't mind listening to Rick Jenneret because he just had a passion that is unmatched by most in the NHL when it comes to play-by-play. Yeah, I would say so. I, I just I've got I think, to a- I've got to ask you what's your what of you the calls you remember, not the ones not don't go back of calls you remember games you watched. What was your favorite RJ call? My first ever Sabres memory was Jason Pominville, the overtime winner against Ottawa, where he dances around Alfredson and goes around him, and it oh it's it's just imprinted into my brain. Like I said, that's my first Sabres memory. That was. I was five years old, six years old, and I had been watching. Oh my god, you're young! I, I mean, I, I was, was a senior I was, in high school. <laughs> I was born two months before the '99 <laughs> Cup final. Yeah, I so, still remember that game six. Do we not have that in News Boss? I didn't find it, but I'm I'm gonna find it so we can play it next break because that is my all time favorite it's RJ a call. Great call. It's, but there, I mean, there's so many over the years. I mean, there was the there was one that kind of gets forgotten almost. It was a. Uh, a Thomas Vanek goal where he, at, at the end, he goes, it was like a, a team goal. There was like five guys making five quick passes, and Thomas Vanek finishes it. And he says, you know, oh, what a great play from Thomas and friends. And it's like the ode to Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> and I, I just, for some reason, that always stuck with me. That was kind of another fun one. But, I mean, there's there's too many, you know, and, and in a good way. There's, there's so many out there that you can just, you can sit there for hours and listen to them. I mean, I have the... Um, the top shelf video, the movie they made yep. of him back in two thousand seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. And I mean that was 
I, I actually I got that signed by him and Jim Lorenz at a at a, a opening for a Borders in you know, Orchard Park. And no offense, <laughs> no offense to the to to um, Rob Ray who does a great job, Dan Dunleavy who does a great job. R.J. Jim Lorenz was the goat booth. Yeah, you know, and yep. I understand Jim Lorenz, but it was the goat booth. Those two together on Empire in the early years of of the Sabres on MSG were just so great to listen to. And I want to know from you, 803, Josh and I will talk a little more, but we got to get uh, to a spot. 803-0930, star 930, uh, Tom Puckett with the news. And then love to hear from you, what does RJ mean to you? What did he mean to Western New York? And if you have a favorite uh, clip that you haven't heard yet today, tell Josh when he screens your call. He'll find it. We'll play it on the air. Here on News Radio 930, WBEN Beamer in for Bowerly. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. call brings for every call that you were around for brings back a great memory now obviously you know I had the CD that you could play in your car of all his great uh, calls I would drive around listening to that especially before games uh, I had the DVD but there is I mean a lot of great calls right but there is something about the calls that you can that pinpoint and put you at a specific time um the Philadelphia game you know we've I've heard the umberger hit uh, call a few times today. And I can remember where I was, uh, the Pominville, which we're going to play right now. This call, again, watching, and this was on every clip highlight reel I watched last night. This call immediately puts me back in my buddy's basement, junior year of high, I said senior year, it was junior year of high school, 2006. And when you hear this call, you can put yourself exactly where you were. It's stolen away and cleared out to center ice to Pominville. They ended up going to Carolina and uh, getting our hopes very high until the third period. Uh, but 
I can imagine. I, I remember that like it was yesterday, Josh. I don't remember Monday's show, but I remember that like it was yesterday. That goal and, and his call, you're already on le- you know on level 10, right? And with his call, it just, I mean, hearing that right now, I'm trying to do the math. S- 17 years later, I still want to run through a brick wall. You know what I mean? Like that call just amps you up. And I remember we went running outside. I had this huge Sabres flag on a, on a, sab- on a hockey stick. And we just went running outside after that goal. But hit, you're, again, you're already on level 10. His call puts you on level 20. I, I mean, it, I, I can't even put into, into words what that call, listening to that call right now does. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's just one of those things where you just feel so good. And, like, you, you remember that feeling. And, like, honestly, as a Buffalo sports fan, I think we've all been chasing that those kinds of feelings yes. since 2005, 2006. I mean, I, like I said, that's, like, my first vivid Sabres memory was that goal in that game. And then I remember watching, you know, the Carolina series and how everything went down with that, you know, with I guys getting watch, hurt. And, I didn't even watch the Stanley Cup that year. I, I couldn't watch it. I could not watch Edmonton, Carolina. Because oh, I yeah. knew that that yeah, was supposed no. to be us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I always think back to like you know, there's the what ifs of like, you know, what if Jay McKee doesn't get a staff infection? What if Henrik Talinder isn't hurt, and you have three AHL defensemen playing in the NHL? Well, I mean, Doug Janik's on your first defensive line. It, well, yeah, and yeah. and it's no I mean, disrespect to those guys, but no, they weren't ready no. for the NHL at that point, especially a conference final game seven, and they still almost won. Yeah, uh, but we're not dissecting the season. We're, no, 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 <laughs> we're no, no, talking no, no. RJ. But, but I, I want to, on that point, talking about really capturing the moment. And I was talking to you about this during the break, uh, Josh. I'll play this. Just put my boss mix back up. Uh, this call, and I'm going to play the call for you. And I, I'm going to imagine that a majority of you remember where you were and remember the situation around this goal. I remember being at the arena that night. And am I, am I starting to sound like I'm going to – it was really emotional. Um, here's the call, and then I'll tell if you don't, if this call doesn't remind you of what was going on in Buffalo the night of this game, and just hearing the emotion in, in Jennerette's voice and that crowd, it, it, it puts me back. Now, again, I didn't hear his call live, I was at the game, but hearing that call puts me back in the arena that night. Here's the call. Set around to the boards again. Eight seconds to go. Right out in front. Back to the point. Remain score! Now that game, the Sabres go on and win in a shootout. That was the day after Flight 3407 crashed in Clarence. And I was telling Josh this. I don't ever remember maybe the Zednik skate to the neck, but I don't ever remember the arena being that quiet. And I was there for both events. I would say getting there, it was just, it was a somber, it, obviously. You know, we, we had just um, lost 50 of our... Uh, uh, of our Western New Yorkers, uh, 50, you know, 50 uh, brothers and sisters we had lost in Clarence the night before, less than 24 hours before. And it was, you know, it was somber. It was emotional, the moment of silence. I, I, that call puts me back in the arena that night. And when Craig Reve ended up being a Jason Pominville goal, 
um, after review. But when that goal went in, I mean, just people letting out emotions and hearing that call, that call, if you know what's going on, absolutely captured everything about that night. Because, you know, obviously we were sad, we were reeling, we were grieving, and we were trying to just escape um, for a few hours. And that game, I remember every moment of that game, Josh, like it was yesterday. Now, I couldn't tell you what happened at the RJ game uh, last season, right? I couldn't tell you anything, but I can tell you exactly that game, walking in, you know, everyone just being quiet. And again, understandably so. And, you know, it was just a really sad night, um, a really sad weekend in, uh, in Western New York. And I think right there, it's all captured in that generate call. Now, do you remember this game that I'm talking about? I vaguely do. See, that's the thing is like, again, that's like early on in my, in my youth. So it's, things get a little fuzzy here and there. But I do remember everything happening around that time. I think it was around like Christmas time, right? Like it, it was, was right after. Right it was after in, it was Christmas. In, it was okay. in February. Um, I, I mean, I, not, the, not to talk 3407, but I remember the night I was in my dorm room and Channel 7, I don't know why we had Channel 7 on, or maybe I was flipping stations, had broken in and said, you know, a plane had gone down. And I just, I was glued. I, I, I've always been a media guy. And I was just glued uh, to the coverage of our local stations and the national media took over. And that Sabres game, I mean, it was – Western New York needed the Sabres to win. You know what I mean? Like, Western New York was grieving. And, and you know, again, um, we, we are still, to this day, fighting um, training laws for 3407. So, you know, uh, pilots get 1,500 or more hours in-flight training. And, and that's something that doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. They're fighting for in D.C. regularly. And, and a lot of that came from 3407. And, you know, we were a, a grieving community. Um, all eyes were on Buffalo. And that game, really, I mean, just the comeback, winning it in a shootout, it was a really emotional game. And you could forget everything about that game, but you hear that call from Rick Jenneret. And it was a call that was on, you know, that's when Sports Center was still something that you were, would watch, like it was still appointment television. Uh, I don't know when that ended, but in 2009, it was still appointment television to watch SportsCenter. And on SportsCenter, Josh, they played that call. That call played on SportsCenter with, with the background of everything, right? They, you know how ESPN would do that. Uh, they would start with the bulletin of what happened, and then they would play this game. And that, that play with RJ's uh, call nationwide on ESPN, and again, I just think it really captured where Buffalo was and what you can say, Joe, it's just a hockey game. But, you know, at a time of grieving um, that we were in 2009, the day after, not, not 24 hours after that plane went down. And I think in that call, and I think he, has a, he had a perfect way of capturing the moment. If it was something somber like that that had really nothing to do with hockey, or if it was Game 7 of, you know, or Game 6, or you know what I mean, an overtime goal in the playoffs. He had a way of capturing it. And watching these old plays yesterday uh, really put me back in high school. Uh, you know, that, that run the Sabres had, 05-06. I never thought 06-07 was as much fun. I realized they won the President's Trophy, but I never thought 06-07 was as much fun as 05-06. It was the jerseys. The jerseys, yes. As much as I loved people, people oh, don't, dislike don't, this. No, don't no. say you love it. That's not allowed here. I don't love the slug, okay. but it gets too much hate because of what it followed. 
if it didn't follow the greatest sports jersey in history, <laughs> I think much. I think it would. I I think the goat head is probably the best sports jersey of okay. Buffalo sports. Maybe not of all sports, but of Buffalo sports, the goat head is the best one. But if it if the if the slug jersey would not have followed that jersey, we'd be having a different conversation. But anyway, it was a bad jersey. It. it it was a bad logo. It it could easily that be That logo does not capture the Buffalo Sabres. That, but it was it, that was the that was the era though. Uh, you look at every other oh, logo around the, the league. But the logo we have now is not the era. No, but that but at that point But though, that's what people were asking for. And right. instead they gave us the slug. That's I don't think it has anything to do with the jersey. People were asking for the old logo back and it took them 15 years in two logos to get back to the the Buffalo and the Sabres. What the team actually is. The Buffalo Sabers, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Never mind. It's jersey discussions are I, they're all over the place. Well, at least Just, you're not called the Canucks, and your your logo's a shark. It's you know? a, an orca. Oh, not sorry. a shark. An sorry. orca. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. Would love to hear uh, your RJ memory or the call that brings back a, a, a specific memory for you. Uh, you know, I, I talk about yes. Uh, in high school, I would go to events, middle school, high school, with a radio in my ear. You know, again, Joe, why did you have uh, problems getting dates in high school and college? Well, maybe you, you could put the headphones down. Maybe you could have backed away from a, a sport to, a sporting event. But I would walk around, and, you know, you hear, like this call, uh, I believe this comeback against the, the Leafs uh, right here. This puts me back at a high school event. Let's uh, let's play this. This is when the Sabres were down in 07. They did this a lot in 07. They would they would uh, go down two or three goals and then come back. And here's RJ on the call. ...to go on the penalty. Pass up to Roy again. He swings it in over the line to Vanek. He takes a shot. Scores! Thomas Vanek ripped at it just inside the goal post. And Buffalo on the power play is back to within two. Out of the cross ice. Campbell a blast. That's right on the rebound. They walk away and they score! Danny Briere! Danny Briere! Buffalo's within one! Back in behind the goal. Arrow got it in front. Newman had knocked it away. That slides to center. Kicked out of the air. Briere to Pumpenville! Shoots! Score! The population just bounced up on one more! A turnover by Toronto at the Buffalo line, thanks to Briere. The pass to Pominville and the finish by number 28. Tied at four, six minutes left in the third. Campbell gets dumped in the corner. And now it's tipped up the middle and taken away by Vanek. Vanek coming with Kalinder and Stafford. Vanek in over the line. Stafford scores! Again, that now that was my senior year of uh, of high school, and that just brings back memories of going out for the games or going to the games. But again, when you went to the game, you would rush to the radio in your car and turn on the post show to hear how uh, RJ made the call. Um, it, it, it's it, it, we we lost a legend. We lost a legend. 
uh, with Rick Jenneret, and we were so fortunate as Western New Yorkers to have Rick Jenneret for generations, 50-plus years of Sabres hockey um, called by Rick Jenneret. Now, 803-0930, star 930, we're going to do this for uh, just one more segment, and then we've got some other stuff to get into, but I do want to uh, talk this uh, with Howard Simon, who's going to join us after the 3 o'clock news and give his thoughts on, um, on Rick Jenneret, but we'll continue taking your calls and your texts. Now, Josh said something during the break. And no offense to the Goo Goo Dolls. I love the Goo Goo Dolls. I've seen them in concert numerous times. They are the pride of Buffalo. The night before my wedding, I was in the elevator with Johnny Resnick, okay? But Better Days was quite possibly the worst song they could have chosen to have as your playoff pump-up song. And again, no offense, I love the Goo Goo Dolls, okay? I love them. I could listen to Goo Goo Dolls all day. Better Days was not the song. See, me on the other hand, that is like... Because when, I th- when I think of the Buffalo Sabres, I think of three things. Uh-oh. I think of the drought that's been going on for the past 10 years. I think of Rick Jenneret, and I think of Better Days. Yeah, I, like, I think, I, I, for me, I think of the bankruptcy year. Maybe that's just, I'm, a, I'm just a more negative person. I, I think of Rick Jenneret. I think of my junior and senior year of, co- of high school when all of a sudden people wanted to watch the Sabres game with me. You know, I used to be the Sabres nerd. Uh, who would you know talk about the Sabers, but no one else would? Then they got good and like, oh, Beamer, where are you watching the game tonight? Uh, which was fun. We, we had very similar experiences in high school because during my high school years was the beginning. I, I the beginning of the drought was 2012. Yes, I went into high school in 2012. Yes, well, we didn't have a middle school, so it was high school in seventh grade. But still, okay. I was the one that was always. I, I was the one that was always you know. I'm the the Sabres geek. I, I yes. wear Sabres clothes, and everyone made fun of me because, oh, the Sabres are bad. They don't make the playoffs. And then now in the past couple of years, they've been getting better again, and there's been promise of better things on the horizon. Oh, better days. Better days. Trying, yeah. I, I didn't want to go there. But <laughs> Now's you, the time to play it, not well, when but, they were on the President's see, Trophy run. But but it was just – it was the <laughs> meaning behind the song. And, like, uh. I, I don't know. I just – I have the I have the Better Days DVD as well as the Top Shelf. But, see, I think Sabres, I think Jenneret, I think Vanek, I think Stu Barnes, I think Hashik, I think Miller, I think uh, Hurricane 2000, which was another awful choice because, you know, the team we were going after was the Hurricanes. But, again – That was always so weird. I mean, it was such a great – song like that version of rock you like a hurricane was so good but it was so random because because i and i always was i was always like why is this our song like i mean it was great but and the hurricanes like, also use it by the way just well, yeah just they still do yes um but yeah better days I, I i try not to remember that they played that for the 0607 season because that was there are no better days. This is this is hopefully as good as it gets but it didn't because we lost in game five by the way game five Against Ottawa, overtime, watched that game in my tuxedo for my prom and got so worked up I got a bloody nose and had to change the shirt on the tuxedo. So that is, and by the way, didn't go to prom with anyone that, that year. Not surprising to anyone listening. Uh, 8030930, star 930 is the number to get on. True stories. Uh, these are not exaggerated stories uh, for, um, for, the, uh, for the radio, I remember going home, and ch- there's a picture of my dad. I'll, uh, if I can find it, I'll post it on Facebook. A picture of my dad buttoning up the shirt, and I had all of these uh, paper article, uh, front pages of the sports section from the Sabres wins in the playoffs on my wall. I would do that. My walls were covered in Buffalo Sabres stuff. I had a, I had a population of Palmerville sign in my house. Palm, if you couldn't tell, Palmerville's my favorite player. Thomas Vanek was mine. <laughs> and, and, and I used to... I. 
I, I would get so upset. I, this has gone from a generette talk to uh, just General Sabres talk. I would get so upset when people started bashing Thomas Vanek. Uh, he was one of the best players of that team. He was not overpaid. And the only reason he got the contract he got was because the general manager at the time, Darcy Regeer, put, us, put the Sabres in a situation where they had to sign Thomas Vanek. Uh, but back to Rick Jennerette. Uh, well, I, I, I just want to, you know, you bring up how we kind of transition to the Sabres. It's because Rick Jennerette was the Sabres. Yes. Like it, it, when you think, yes. like, when, like I said before, there's three things you think of when you think of the Sabres. The first one is always Rick Jennerette. You ask any hockey announcer, any broadcaster, you know, analyst, whoever, it, when you say, you know, what do you think of when you think of hockey play-by-play? They probably say Rick Jennerette, Doc Emmerich, and I, I don't know, probably maybe Jack Edwards in Boston because he's a homer. But anyway. This, I, what's the name of the CBC guy, Hockey Night in Canada? He was, Oh, Don Cherry. Not Don well, Cherry, the, the, the play-by-play guy. He's on the EA Sports games. Oh, Gary Thorne? He calls Code Leak Kotalik. Gary, well, Gary Thorne? We'll get the names. We'll get the <laughs> anyway, names. Gary Thorne. But, but my point my point is, is is the reason why every time you know you talk about Rick Jenneret, it goes to the Sabres and it, it kind of bounces around to just Buffalo itself is because he was such a big part of the city and he still is. And, you know, it's just it's such a sad day in the city of it, Buffalo. It's a, it's a sad day for hockey in general. I mean, he is he was a legend of the game because of his play-by-play. And we come back, someone who knows a thing or two about sports broadcasting, Howard Simon will join us, tell us what this uh, means to him, what RJ meant, not only to the Sabres, but to Western New York, and taking your calls, 803-0930, star 930, Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930, WBEN. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.